Welcome to Vibe Talk Music. I'm your host, Vibe Queen. In this season, we will get to know artists and entrepreneurs living their life authentically and passionately. We'll talk about current affairs, meditation, entertainment, and any wisdom they have learned along their spiritual journey. Join me as we vibe and talk music. This episode is brought to you by Artist Collective, guiding artists and entrepreneurs through the music industry. Learn more and join today at artistcollect.com and get back to the music. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of Vibe Talk Music. I'm super excited to have a fellow Artist Collective member on the show this week. So welcome Ari Banks, how are you? How are you feeling? I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling energetic, refreshed. Um, But yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm feeling good despite all the chaos that's happening in the world, a lot of uncertainty, but I'm feeling pretty good. I'm taking care of myself, taking it kind of like one hour at a time right now. Um, But yeah, I'm feeling feeling pretty good. So if you can tell everybody a little bit about your background and just uh, what you do in the industry. I know you're a singer, you're a songwriter, you're a model, you're a dancer. So I know you do a lot of things. So share a little bit about your background and we'll we'll dive into a, a conversation. Sure. Um, I was born and raised here in Chicago, Northside, um, and I've always had music be a part of my life. Um, my background, I'm Caribbean, so I'm Jamaican and uh, Belizean, mixed with some other stuff. But, <laughs> um, but through having music in my background or growing up, um, I joined Chicago Children's Choir here in Chicago, and I was doing that for 10 years, and after that, um, I went to school and I decided to get classically trained, so I know how to sing in uh, English, German, Italian, and French, well, at least to wow. music. Um, and I was doing that for um, about five years. And after, um, I don't know, I kind of felt like I wanted to do something more. I was always doing kind of like modeling or like uh, runway shows at like my local churches or things like that. So I decided to, you know, give modeling a shot. And I was a freelance model here in Chicago for about four years. I still am. I still um, do that uh, if, you know, clients want, you know, things or whatever. Um, But then after during the pandemic, I decided, hey, you know, this is a chance for me to kind of get back into music. Um, I've been doing it my whole life since I was eight. Um, It was so funny because when I realized that, like my mom um, randomly asked me when I was going to start singing again. So I kind of felt like, you know, the universe aligned in a sense. And I decided to start writing. and over quarantine, I just jump started my career with Artist Collective, and it's been going great ever since. Um, That's yeah. awesome. Very cool. Um, so, do you feel now that you are doing this kind of full steam ahead? Is this what you do full time, or? Yes, this is what I want to do full time. I made that, you know, the number one goal. Right now, of course, to sustain um, living, I do have a job, a full-time job. So at the moment, it is like I am doing two jobs at one time because as soon as um, I'm off of work, I'm doing either at the studio or I'm trying to write or I'm, you know, doing an event. Um, So I am kind of like pulled in all places, but the goal is to, you know, leave corporate and just, you know, be an artist full-time. I've had, you know, 
also in school, besides training, I've been doing, I um, got trained for dance as well. Um, so I have a minor in dance. So I just kind of wanted to just get back into just being an artist because I've been doing that since I was eight, like I mentioned. And while I was in Chicago Children's Choir, we were touring. So I kind of had that like um, fast track life in the industry, but mm -hmm. at a younger age. Um, so now I kind of feel like as I'm, you know, growing and I'm an adult now, I can grasp my life fully and just really do that, what I love to do back then to right now. So that's awesome. So you can kind of do things on your own terms, which is, yeah. which is awesome. Very cool. Um, yeah. So what's the biggest change you've seen uh, since the pandemic? What's the biggest shift you've had to make as an artist, you would say? Um, to be honest, was for me, the switch on. I wasn't doing any of this prior to the pandemic. Um, yeah, I was still, you know, sometimes a group of us, we do caroling and we, we do like fun activities or um, events when we sing and get together, but I haven't like really like dove into music. So for me, it was like just turning the switch on of, okay, now I'm going to write. I have a lot of time to write. I gotta mm -hmm. go to the studio. I gotta, you know, do have meetings for Ari Banks and just things like that. So. It's, it's been literally night and day. So Wow, that's yeah. awesome. And so I have a question because I'm, I'm half, um, half Caribbean in the sense that my dad's from Aruba. And so oh, what, I, what I mean with half Caribbean is the culture. So when I moved to this country at 14, um, my dad was very much like, you know, anything below a B is not acceptable in our household. Mm -hmm. So you need to get A's and B's. You yeah. know, it was always like pushed. You're going to go to college you know, singing and dancing, like that's a nice thought, but you need to get a degree. Like that was mm -hmm. always pushed in our in, in our household. So I'm curious, since you uh, have that background, was that important in your household or were your parents very supportive of you being an artist? That was very important. When I told my mom that I was gonna go to school for music, she hated it. She really? wanted, yes, she wanted me, prior to we were, I was talking about going into ultrasound technician, um, and I think I forgot what other, um, career I was thinking about going to. And she wanted me to do, to do that. She was like, singing is not going to get you anywhere. Um, even if I did Broadway, like it, it wasn't really going to get me anywhere in that sense because of the culture, you know what I'm saying? Like my mom, she's a police officer. My dad, um, he works for uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield, but he also is, um, in the military. So those are like, really like, staple things while you're yeah. here in the United States, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. jobs that you know are going to, if my dad left the military, he's going to get paid until, you know, being a veteran. So yeah, my dad's military too. Ex-military. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. So she hated it. But then I think when she realized that this was really my passion, um, I had a voice for a reason. All of her side of the family are singers. Um, she just kind of, as life went along with me and doing even the modeling, she was very supportive for, with that. Um, and then when I just decided to just be an artist, she was very supportive of that. So like now it's different. It's actually funny in a sense, because now it's like, she's on like day and night too. Cause back then when I was going to college, she wanted me to get, you know, some kind of real degree in a sense mm -hmm. and not music. Mm -hmm. um, but now I'm so glad that, you know, my, my family's on my side. Everybody's just rooting for me. So it's That's been awesome. great so far. 
No, that's great. I mean, same here. So I went to college. I went to Rutgers University right out right, at, right after high school um, because I felt that peer pressure. You know, I graduated in 03. And so that was still kind of like, you know, the whole entrepreneur thing. I feel like now it's more accepted if you don't want to go to college right away. But back then it was still kind of like, wait, you're not going to go to college. That was probably yeah. gone. So I went right into college. And after two years, I just was like, this is not for me. And so I auditioned for a dance program in New York City, a Broadway Dance Center. And so I got in and I dropped out of college. And so I got a waitressing job. I got like a crappy little apartment in the Bronx and I uh, wasn't in the best area. I was so naive. I used to think um, the gunshots I would hear were fireworks. Like that's how naive I was. And like, you know, this is before Uber. So I'm aging myself. This is before Uber. It was such a bad area. Cabs wouldn't even drop me off home. So I would have to take the subway home after work. It was bad. But, you know, I hustled and I dropped out of college and my dad was real unhappy. But yeah, I mean, he's one of my biggest supporters now. So, you know, for those of you listening, if you're an artist, if you believe in your dream, you got to just keep going. You got to keep yeah. running. But I have a question for you. Yeah. It's a bit of a vulnerable question. You know, if you've been listening to Vibe Talk Music, I like to go there. So <laughs> your mom's a police officer, which I did not know. And so with all of the you know, uh, the things that are going on and, you know, you hear defund the police and all of that. I would love to get your opinion um, as a daughter of a police officer. What do you think about that? And have you had that conversation with your mom? And just what is your overall perspective on that? Um, I learned kind of a few years ago that it was hard to have those conversations with my mom, even like with the George Floyd um, murder um, like when I even tried to touch the topic, like it was just really defensive, not in a sense of it being like bad or negative, but it was kind of like, like, you know how you, you, that's, that's your job, you know, that's your right. career. So you're kind of like stuck in the middle or in between because it's like, yeah, you know, our ancestors are African American or, or not African American, but you know, um, are black and and it's just like, then she's a police officer. So she was like, no, it, it was just kind of like, you know, really controversial. And I didn't really like kind of have those conversations with her just because I like to just try to keep it positive. Um, so I kind of just let her open up when she's feeling frustrated with either the media or um, the police department or just with her emotions in general because of the society that we're in right now. Um, but yeah, I try not to <laughs> have those conversations, to be honest. Um, I usually just have that with either my peers or my, my other family or things like that. Just It can be really sensitive. Um, gotcha. I'm not trying to push anybody's buttons. But Okay. Um, has she shared a, a point of view? Not really. Like the last time I tried was the when George Floyd was happening. So that was how many months ago? Like in May. Um, and with her point of view with that, she was saying that the police officers in that situation were wrong. Okay. Um, but then like questions of, oh, well, what caused this moment? Or, you know, the, the things leading that we didn't know, right. Leading up to all those things were a question, but me, I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like, who cares? It happened, you know, but right. you know, she's also in, she, in the police department, she's in internal affairs. So she has trained her mind to think like that. And um, after that, I kind of, I got a little offend offended. So I stopped the conversation. Gotcha. <laughs> so, so I have a question for you. Um, 
with that being said, why did you get offended? Why did you stop having the conversation? Why didn't you step back and and see her point of view? I'm just curious. I'm just playing devil's advocate right now. Just curious. And that's cool. You know, I'm I'm, I'm cool with it. But I just felt like at the moment, because the whole world was grieving at the moment, I didn't care what what led up to that situation. Um, I was like everybody else watching what took place that event. And it was just sad. It was heartbreaking. I cried. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I it, it was just emotional. So when she's asking those questions, it kind of felt like to me, like wrong time. Like, you know, this just happened. This is really fresh. You know, let's wait till the other cam- camera um, footage comes in and then we can kind of have that conversation or, you know, things like that. So it was just, it happened right then and there. And with us having that conversation and her asking those questions, I, you know, now I I understand, you know what I'm saying? And even then I sort of understood why she wanted to know, you know, with her being a police officer and everything. But I just, yeah. In the moment, right. In the moment, I, I totally hear you. And it's so funny because I see a lot of myself in you. And I used to I used to get into a lot of heated debates with my dad because my dad, he's black and my mom's white. And so my dad's Republican and my mm-hmm. mom's the opposite of my dad. She's not necessarily Democrat, but whatever my dad is, my mom's pretty much the opposite. They're divorced. And so, you know, whatever my dad would say, I would just kind of get into it with him. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I have a criminal justice background. So I'm always arguing my point with my dad. And so my dad's very calm and a very collected type of guy. And so he's the type of person, and I, I appreciate him for that because he, he he never judges. And so he's always the type of person, don't come from emotion, come from an objective point of view mm-hmm. and state your argument from an objective point of view. And yeah. so, you know, whenever I would come to him and I'm in emotion, he would always say, okay, that's fine. Now take away your emotion. Now state your case. Mm-hmm. And so it would like piss me off in the moment, but I knew he was right. And so whenever he would do that, I knew I had to walk away and like calm down, walk away and Mm -hmm. calm down. And so with that being said, you know, obviously I'm not telling you what to do or what to think, but next time you kind of get heated with whoever, consider that as always stuck with me. It's like, okay, present your argument or think about this, take away the emotion. Can I look at this objectively? Or am I coming from emotion? That's whether it's political, whether it's race, whether it's uh, gender, whether it's sexuality, it doesn't matter. Any of those trigger points, right, that we are dealing with in society, if we can yeah. take away those um, those trigger points and look at it objectively, do I still feel that way? And can we go from there? And I find that when I do that, I can have a way more conscious and intelligent conversation that moves forward and that isn't... Um, at this level, if that makes sense, where we're just yeah. bickering and we're not able to evolve. And from there, we can have a conversation where we're listening to understand versus listening to react. And I found that when I do that, I can learn so much. And I can even learn from someone that I don't necessarily agree with as far as their views, which is so much more of a productive conversation than just, I'm trying to convince you for, I'm just trying to convince you to see things my way, whether that's you know, that's a police officer and I'm trying to convince you that defunding the police is a good idea or whether I'm talking to a liberal and I'm trying to convince you that, you know, conservatism is better or whether I'm talking to a Biden supporter and I'm trying to convince you being a Trump supporter is better. It doesn't matter. You know, right. if you can just listen to understand versus react, 
we can have a productive conversation. So that's just what I what I found. And you know, to be honest, that to be with the whole world. I think right now we have a heart problem, and I when I say heart problem, I just mean like emotional wise. Like the whole world is kind of just put up this facade in a sense. And I think in order to do that, you have to take your emotion aside, which means you have to kind of deal with your emotion and know how to turn it on and turn it off. So that has to do with a lot of like inner self-awareness and things like that. So yes, I, I totally agree. You know, we, we need to learn how to have hear people's opinions and not be offended or not have emotions attached to it because sometimes what the other person is saying can be valuable too. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, and I love what you said. I love what you said. We have to learn to turn our emotions on and off. I'm not saying become a robot and don't feel anything. Right. Of course not. There's a time and a place. And I hear you. And I love that you were aware enough to tell your mom, hey, mom, I'm crying right now. Like, this hurts. I need a minute. Like, I can't talk about this right now. And yeah. that's good because sometimes people aren't aware enough to recognize they need a moment to grieve or process. And sometimes people disguise that with drinking or alcohol or sex yeah. or destructive behavior. And the only way you can process emotions is by feeling them, processing them. So so that's that's awesome. So I want to ask you, with that being said, what are some of the ways that you found to be helpful, especially with the pandemic, to process those emotions and kind of get through that? What are some of the self-care things that you do for yourself that, that help you? Um, so another thing that I started to do when quarantine um, came was meditation. So I've always prior to was interested in it, but I never really like just started, you know what I'm saying? That that's one of people's biggest like obstacles is just starting something. And, um, I was just like, man, like there's so much time on my hands. Like, even though I'm working eight to five, like afterwards, like, what am I going to do? So I started to walk um, I love nature. Um, I'm an earth sign. So I love that. Um, I started to read. I started to meditate. And that the meditation was such an eye opener for me just because like, it, in a way guided me to understand my emotions just a little bit more. Um, so those things kind of put together and just keep them to myself and not keeping to myself just because I was confined, but also like just taking the time for myself. So whatever I wanted to do or needed to do, like I would put myself first before anybody else, which at the time it can be selfish, but you know, this was in my opinion, the time, like God gave us this time to kind of like mm -hmm. stop, pause, reset, you know what I'm saying? If you was, you know, in debt, this was time to pay your debt. Okay. <laughs> if you, was, you know, you needed to, you wanted to start a business. This was the time for you to even inquire about it. Just do your research. Yeah. Time to just. So I really took that serious in my, my own personal space, mental, physical, emotional. Um, I took that serious, and I just took the time to just be with myself, sit with myself. Meditation was great. It was one of the best things that I've done besides reading books of self-awareness or um, just guiding my emotions, um, spirituality. Um, but yeah, I think those were the things that kind of just helped me throughout the pandemic. It still helps me to this day. 
Um, and even before I started to do all this, I, um, I do go to church every Sunday, well, virtually now. Um, <laughs> but I was still um, guided spiritually, but I just felt like there was still a missing piece. So mm-hmm. I found that missing piece and I was just able to just flourish from it. So That's awesome. Do you have a favorite way that you like to meditate? Like, do you meditate at night, in the morning? Do you have like a special yeah. ritual? No, I don't have a favorite way. Um, I just noticed that when I meditated, like when I was feeling that anxiety or anxious or um, when I was, you know, very emotional at times, I noticed that if I just stopped and paused, even if I like took breathing exercises and counted to 10, that that made a difference on my reaction or on my um whatever I was going to say that came out of my mouth. So I didn't, I kind of experiment a little bit. And now I'm also reading this um, um, spiritual awakening. Uh, I think it's, I forgot his name, Saba, Dr. Saba, I think. And in that book, every so often it has like different meditation. Um, So I'm I'm doing that now. Uh, So I'm learning different ways to meditate, um, which is very interesting. Um, And I don't know, I just, I should like record or, you know what I'm saying? I should, I don't know. I should write down (laughs) my experiences or something, you know? Yeah, journaling. Maybe I should do that. Yeah. Yeah, With me just learning all these other stuff, I kind of feel like, okay, I'm I'm learning all these things, but now I have to figure out what's going to stick with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, I guess the next step. Once I've, I've started the meditation, I've started, you know, um, spiritual guidance. I've started the self-awareness now it's just kind of taking all this information and funneling it to what works best for me Mm -hmm. so i'm at that step now that's awesome yeah journaling is a great way because you know uh as much as we love to give ourselves credit that we're going to remember everything we don't so (laughs) just jotting down you know what you took away is a a great tool then you can go back and look at it and like oh this worked this didn't and so on so that's that's awesome um what advice would you give to artists that may be interested in, in kind of getting into the whole spirituality, self-awareness, meditation. Like I know for me, I've heard of all of this for so mm-hmm. many years, but I was kind of like, eh, that sounds woo-woo, I don't know. What mm-hmm. advice would you give for those that are kind of curious, but they're just not sure? Like what was it for you that kind of finally made you go, I'm gonna give this a try? Um, For me, I wanted to find my life balance. I wanted to, feel happy all the time. I wanted to feel balanced when it came to my emotions, which for me was able to control them. When it came Mm -hmm. to my mental state, taking out that negative, those negative thoughts and replacing them with positive Um, and and emotional too. I, I wanted to be able to just find my balance. So at a point of time, like I'm a person that always like, what do you call it? A person that's always seeking for more information or try learning how to try to make myself better. So at a point of time, I'm a little hard on myself and I kind of get fed up like, okay, something ain't right. You know, this ain't working. So let me figure out, you know, something else. Let me try something else. So I, I was getting there at that moment. Um, I would give some advice though, when it came to meditation, I would say one, like I was saying earlier to start, um, you won't get anywhere if you're thinking of something and you're not actually just trying to do it. Um, but then the next thing I would say is it is difficult at first. 
to sit in a place, literally concentrating on your breath while trying not to have any thoughts, you know, thinking of things, um, what to do, what am I going to do? Like your mind is crazy as human beings. Your mind is going, your mind is always on 10. So to kind of just literally go from 10 to zero, it's hard. So maybe like 30 seconds to one minute, see how that is for you. And then try to bump it up for three minutes um, to five. I right now I'm in between the five and 10 minute mark. And I have an app that just every day, depending on um, what it is that I, I want to meditate towards, it could be my focus, it could be um, happiness, you know, things like that, depending on what I want to meditate towards that day, um, then it'll give me a, a time limit. And I try to really like go that whole time limit. So it's going to be hard at first. It's not something easy, something that you're going to start that's new for you is never going to be easy. But I do say that it's worth it. Like I was able to really understand my feelings, like really know exactly what I want and what I don't want and what I like and I don't like, because sometimes I feel like we're always in the gray area as human beings while trying to make people happy and make ourselves happy at the same time. Sometimes, you know, we sacrifice ourselves for others. Um, and with you being in that gray area, it's, it's just hard to navigate life. So with meditating, it really opened my eyes of what I liked and what I didn't like, what I wanted to do with my life. Um, I don't know. And I started to feel like I had this like third sense or something. <laughs> it, it was just, I don't know. It was, it was great. Then I got compliments on my energy and how I was and just, you know, just trying to stay positive. That too, I was just trying to do while meditating on a daily basis. I did a 30 day um, like challenge thing. That's that's the first thing I did and got started. So when I tell you it's hard at first, like, yeah, day five, six, I'm like, oh, why did I decide to do this? But, Which app did you use? Um, let me what did you use? Um, let me see, I think it's called Spiritual Awakening. Um, let me just double check. Oh no, um, it's called Meditation and Rehabilitation. Hmm. It looks like this though. Oh, okay, I haven't heard of it. You awesome. can literally go through. You have to send that to me, I'll try it out. <laughs> and like, they have some for your bedtime, all types of stuff. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, something that may help you um, because the way you're describing um, that you're meditating sounds a lot like the way I used to meditate when I first started. Um, mm -hmm. And that's concentrating on not thinking and like clearing out your mind. Yeah. Um, and I used to do that a lot and I would kind of beat myself up and kind of like, Oh, this meditation sucked or like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not, not, I'm not, not thinking. I'm not good at this. Right. <laughs> right. So something to consider um, is it's okay. If thoughts arise, just become the watcher of your thoughts. Okay. And so if you can kind of become the watcher of your thoughts and just observe what comes up. What I found, if I do that, eventually the thoughts stop. Mm. And if I allow myself to just be, eventually those thoughts stop. And as I um, meditate more consistently and more often, those thoughts that I'm observing as the watcher, they stop quicker. 
-hmm. And so instead of going into the meditation, like, oh, stop thinking, stop thinking. I just allow myself to observe the thoughts that come up with no pressure and no judgment. Like, it's all good if thoughts come up. This is cool. I'm just going to watch them and then they don't come up as quickly. And so when I do that, it's just all good versus trying to not think because then you're putting pressure on yourself and you're kind of judging the meditation, which I did for, for a good while. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's kind of defeats the purpose. So it's just something to consider. So when I looked at it like that, I found it, it's just become way more relaxing. And I found that I was thinking a lot less, a lot sooner, sometimes almost immediately, which mm-hmm. was really great. And so for me, guided meditations really help with that as well, because you're listening to the person's voice or music or whatever. Um, Another tip I have, um, and I got this from a class that I took, is going into your meditation with an intention. So what are you trying to get out of the meditation? Why are you meditating? Why are you now sitting down? Is it just Mm -hmm. to relax or do you want to manifest something? Are you trying to get clarity on something? So meditation can almost be a tool, kind of like if, I don't know if it's a tarot cards, but... um, you know, you can kind of, if you have like an obstacle or a question on something and you kind of just need to get clarity or an answer, oftentimes if you go into the meditation with that intention, like, oh, I need clarity on this situation. My intention with this meditation is to get clarity. Very often you'll get that once you come out of the meditation, it'll just become clear to you. At least I've found that to be true. So try it out. Try to buy queen herself, okay? <laughs> Just some tips. The one I have, it's guided. So it does, it says something similar to what you're saying. It says, you know, if thoughts come, just let them run by. Like, don't Mm -hmm. concentrate too much on the thought. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That was, that's definitely a good, good, good note. Yeah. Because I was doing that for a while, but then I got used to just sitting or just being still. Um, So after a while, it didn't bother me. Um, I just was, I'm a, I'm also competitive. So I just wish that, you know, <laughs> I just wish that, I was like, okay, come on. Like you can do this. Right. You know? right. Yeah. I hear you. So I want to talk about uh, your dancing days for a little bit. Do you still dance? I know you said you minored in dance. It's been so long since I've danced, since 2017. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So no, I have not danced in a long time. Did you um, ever dance professionally or? Um, just through school. So uh, at, uh, I went to Northeastern here in the city. Um, so we would learn flamingo or we would learn, which is a Spanish, kind of a Spanish dance. Mm-hmm. Um, we would learn uh, ballet or just contemporary jazz. And through that, um, when you're in the music programs at most school, you have to do concerts. Um, so mm-hmm. through that, we would, you know, do everything professionally at that point, get the costumes, um, you know, have, be backstage, green room, all that stuff, and then do a performance. And usually it lasts like either two or three days. Um, the vocal performances will last up to four. Um, and that's when I did like uh, shows like uh, Rent or um, we did um, other like operatic shows we did. Um, uh, Sweeney Todd, we did um, the Christmas Pass, things like that. So um, through that, I was dancing a lot and singing um, because you know I was that was my major and my minor. But you have to be casted for that. You know, you have to audition and and be casted. So 
through that, I was able to do it more professionally in a sense, but I have not done any dance outside of um, college professionally like that. So no. Gotcha. All right, <laughs> yeah. cool. Well, it's been awesome chatting with you and just getting to know you. Um, I think you have a bright future ahead. You're super talented, which is awesome. I know you have a new single out, Insecurities. You wanna to talk to the yes. people about that? Yes, Insecurities, my second single. Um, my first single, Set Me Free, I released that in August and I released Insecurities um, in October. Um, and you can get it on all major platforms. Um, there's also my Instagram on Ari Banks and you can click the link um, in my bio to get the links of all my music. Um, but Insecurities, like I said, my second single. And to be honest, it was one of those days where I literally woke up, I cried, I prayed, I meditated. And literally the whole song is just all my actions, my prayer, everything, and I just put it into song form. Um, so I hope you guys like it. I'm very vulnerable in the song. So I hope it just connects with everyone and just take the time to just say F your insecurities and do what you want to do. Start whatever it is you want to start. This is the time. We're probably going to be on another lockdown or we already are. Um, so just take advantage of the time. And if you can't do it to be productive with being outside of yourself, do be productive within yourself, at least sure. something. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yes, that is your quote. If you can't be productive outside of yourself, be productive within yourself. That yes. is your quote, Ari. I That's love it. Yes, it is. Knowledge. That's awesome. I love that. That's amazing. I really like that a lot. That's dope. So I always end every episode with some words of wisdom even though I feel like you just dropped some words of wisdom. So anything else you want to share with people? <laughs> anything else you want to share? Any last words? Um, I just want to say thank you to everybody that's shown their support. Um, I have really been getting so much love from um, people I don't even know. And that's just been a blessing for me. Um, it's really at times that I've been down, it's really kind of pushed me to, you know, keep going because here and there I get people like, dang, it was, that music was great, or your outfit is fire, or things like that. So it kind of just keeps me motivated. Uh, I want to say thank you to my family, of course. Thank you to God. I want to say thank you to my teams, AO Promo, Artist Collective. I couldn't have done any of this besides having my talent without you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just been so great. The journey has been so great. Um, yeah, so just thank you everyone for your support and your love and ev all everything you've just been showing me has been such a blessing. Awesome. Everybody go follow Ari Banks, go stream Insecurities. Yes. I'm super excited to continue to see you grow and flourish. Um, I think you're awesome. And shout out to Artist Collective sponsoring yes. this podcast, of course. And yes. yeah, we'll definitely stay in touch. Thank you, Ari. We'll talk shout soon. Shout out to you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for having this. Absolutely. You are a blessing. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye. Right. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. To stay in touch, please subscribe to my newsletter over at vibequeenmusic.com to stay up to date with my music and guided meditation, this podcast, and to get your free manifestation guide. Till next time, and remember, self-awareness is the gateway to inner peace.